The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of XMOD Angry Corpses Ken Balone. Active Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. Horns up, everyone. Welcome to a Rock of Ages episode of Radioactive Metal. This is 712, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, if you are in a mood where you're just, like, angry at the world, maybe what you need is True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Pour yourself a cup. Don't just have coffee the way you normally have it. Try something new. Put Jack Daniels near coffee with Coca-Cola. We <laughs> call that the motorhead, right? Mm-hmm. I actually saw somebody tell you to put Jack Daniels in coffee on Facebook here, Snowy. I and did. I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, been there, done that. We've, we've already done the <laughs> motorhead. Thank you. Because that's who we are here at Radioactive Metal, right? So, that's the motorhead. If you, you know, need to keep going for days and days and days, you put your Coke, your Jack, and your coffee all in the same mug and you drink it. Maybe you have to be up all night um, uh, taking care of certain hot situations in the dark of Norway. We have the burner, also known as the church mm. burner, where you, you put in your butter and your coffee and you can go all night, right? So, you know, right see, that's all these fucking people to get pissed about things. And we're going to talk about this later. But, you know, here I am <laughs> saying the church burner and, you know, like anybody at my church would be pissed at me right now. And anybody who else would be like, oh, well, either you're not really Catholic. Like if I told some of these people that I'm Catholic, oh, well, you're one of those, oh, you know, God thumping assholes. Like, no. Nope, nope, you haven't taken more than two seconds to talk. Um, I have a sense of humor. And while Mm -hmm. it is an absolute tragedy that like a thousand-year-old church was burned to the ground because of the history and all that sort of stuff, I'm glad that nobody was hurt. And I can still make jokes like hotter than a church in Norway. 
Mm-hmm. That is that is never not going to be funny to me. I'm sorry. Like, and and if you've seen the Venn diagram, you know the one, the circle with the things you should never joke about, things I find funny, and in the middle, why I'm going to hell. Like, <laughs> I know why. You know, like, because I find really terrible things funny. Uh, just, I'm sorry, but not really. Anyway. What you won't be sorry about is True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out there, subscribe. You'll get coffee. You'll get music with the coffee when you subscribe. And if you're like, hey, I can't subscribe right now, or I'm not in a position where I can get some coffee right now, get on the email list. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Halloween's right around the corner. Woohoo! And last year, Coffee Bean Oculta revealed special mugs only to people on the email list. Didn't mm-hmm. hit social media. And now, if you listen to this show, we talked about it. We wouldn't tell you what they were, but we told you to get on the email list because, you know, you got to you gotta be a part of the community because that's what this is. This is not some giant corporation making, uh, telling, hey, um, how do you make one of those I- illegible logos that those uh, freaky long-haired dudes like, you know? <laughs> like, they wear, like, what do they call it? They call it the uh, the death makeup, something like that. Uh, you know, like the people that... Something dr- like that, yeah. Yeah. You know, we make, make one of those logos up. That's not that. Like, these are real metal people making coffee for other real metal people. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I say real metal people, I will also say spread the love. Have a cup of true cult coffee coffee with your normie neighbor and take the bag over so they can see the art, because hopefully it'll make them slightly uncomfortable and break the ice. And maybe you guys can start to talk and find common ground, because that's what we need to do before the earth just fucking implodes on itself from the stupidity <laughs> out there. So, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Snowman, what is going on? Well, I do want to throw out before we go any further, and it, it'll be after the fact, but if you were to have signed up by August 14th, renewed your subscription started your subscription the august bonus music was our good buddies drive by bukaki yes okay they're bastards of slime record trust me we want to have them on like i we go back with drive by it was it was actually brian thompson from drive by when he was doing the Neckbreaker podcast with yes. the Shining Wizards Network. I discovered the Shining Wizards through him, through his podcast. I love his band. We've had, we've we've played them before. We've had them on before. They got a great new record out. They're working with True Called Coffee. Not only the awesome dudes at Drive By Bukaki, Bloodletter their new wise blood record malignancy okay this is a, a banger of a record this is fantastic and when i saw that okay like this is the bonus music for august nice nice this is what we this is what you as the listeners you have to get in on this truecalledcoffee.com Check out Drive-By Coffee. Check out Bloodletter. Like, this is 
this is the stuff that gets me stoked. As a kind of a follow-up to last week's episode. <laughs> Hell yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, True Cavalt coffee.com go and check them out today unfortunately at the top of the hop you heard um we lost one ken balone and i'm sorry i don't know if it's ken balone or ken baloney or however it's pronounced but it might um, be um m-a-y-e-r or o-s-c-a-r because my baloney has a first name oh this right. <laughs> right, right, right. This I goes don't... back to what I said two seconds ago about I make jokes about horrible things and terrible things because I'm certainly not trying to make light of the passing of Mr. Bologna, Um, <laughs> but I can't miss an opportunity to make a joke about Bologna. I'm sorry. Well, because well, I'm a jerk. With with Mr. Bologna, though. Okay. Um, his bandmate in the former MOD. And the current angry corpse is Mr. Tim McMurtry. Good friend of the show. Good, good friend of ours. Personally, I communicate with him through Facebook all the time. And it was a total, total punch in the gut when Mr. McMurtry announced that Kenny had passed away. It just sucks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like... Dude, I got a hold of Tim and said, oh, "Dude, I like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say except we're gonna we're gonna do right. We'll pay a tribute. We'll give him a shout out. Then just like, please accept our condolences. And Radioactive Metal extends our condolences to Mod, to the Angry Corpses, to the New York music scene in general." He was so, so beloved. And to the Balone family, I'm sorry. Like, that's that's really too bad. This this gentleman will definitely be missed. On the flip side, though, let's do something a little celebratory. Okay, today as we speak, we have got not one, not two, but three birthdays. From a radioactive metal alum or somehow connected to this show. Now, I'm not going to really... Because I don't have their exact ages down. But I know these gentlemen, you know, they're... They're getting up there, just as you and I are. But today I want to say happy birthday and horns up to one George Belanger, he uh, of Harlequin fame here in uh, here in Canada. Harlequin is an AO, uh, Canadian a- AOR band that kind of got their start in the late 70s in the uh, the Winnipeg bar scene. They got signed on to a major label. They had a numerous albums and they were huge across Canada for a number of years. But they never lost their roots within Winnipeg. And I've seen them many times just now. You know, they started in the Winnipeg club scene. They conquered the world. They came back. And just for the love of rock and roll, they're back to playing small theaters and the Winnipeg club scene and all that. And we had the good fortune of sitting down with Mr. Belanger and 
having a great having a great chat. And it was definitely something off my bucket list. So happy birthday to him. On this day, just a couple years separating them though, one PJ Burton is selling his is celebrating his birthday. Now who PJ Burton is? Okay, he is the vocalist of the Winnipeg rock band The Chocolate Bunnies from Hell. Okay, like here's a band that I goes I love that uh, name so much. It's, it's it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic band and The Chocolate Bunnies CB from H they go back to the early 80s. Mr. Burton, okay, and I call him that because PJ, Mr. Burton, is a, by his profession, he is a substitute teacher. He has been in high school in the mid to late 80s. He was one of my substitute teachers more than once. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, that's yeah awesome. I mean, it was really weird. Like, you see him substituting your math class on a Wednesday and then Friday night you see him tearing it apart in the club you know up up on stage <laughs> yes yes a little while back a long time well been a just to kind of as a reflection to what we're going to be talking about in tonight's conversation this happened uh, 2013 so almost 10 years ago now wow. but the last time I saw Mr. Burton was backstage when Gatto came through town, and we interviewed Greg. We interviewed Greg Greg Godovitz, and he was filming uh, the documentary, and he got my my mug in there, and he brought the camera by to the old Warren Music location to get some more footage. Ninety one Albert Street there and all that. Yeah, later that night. After the after the Godowitz show, we all piled in backstage, and Greg Godowitz comes up to me and says, "Snowy, have you met P.J. Burton?" <laughs> and instant, instantly, I stood at attention, okay, and I smiled and I said, "Yes, I know Mr. Burton," and I reintroduced myself the whole night. Okay, even though we're we're pissing it up in the green room and having a grand old time or getting the rock star treatment and all that. The whole night I still called him Mr. Burton. Just, <laughs> just like I did back in high school. It's, it's tough, man. Like, you know, uh, um, my, 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 my favorite band director, I, I don't think I could call him anything other than Mr. Priotel. Right. You know, I can't do it. I mean, and, and the funny part is I used to call him Chuck to piss him off because like, I knew his first name. But, you know, now I I wouldn't want to piss him off. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, for sure. That was a distinction. For sure. And the next time that I run into well, Mr. Burton, next time I run into him, I'm not going to call him PJ. You know, it's just out of reflex. It'll be, you know, it's nice to see you again, sir, Mr. Burton. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> We want to say hello and happy birthday to radioactive metal alum and good friend of ours, Tom Lorenzo from Blood Feast. It is his birthday today, yesterday, as as we speak. And it's like, holy jeez, we got all these birthdays and all that. We definitely 
have to take some time out to say hello and happy birthday with just with everything going on in the world and all that it's just it it just feels good you know what i mean it just feels good to say hello and give a shout out to all these these great people that help make radioactive metal this awesome show that it's been for the last 16 years Oct mid octobers it's coming up dude it's it's going to be our what 16th birthday coming up only you have been here since the beginning. I have no idea. Well, well, I've always been of the opinion that everyone that's ever been on this show has been a part of it right from the start. Like that's well, the funny thing, dude, is I don't even know how long I've been on the show. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you either. Just going back to our conversation later tonight, it doesn't seem like you have been. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet it's been a hell of a long time, a lot longer than we might be thinking. Well, and I know like my first appearance is probably close to 10 years ago by now. Oh, definitely, definitely. And that was... Oh, I said first appearance like it's a comic book. Like, like, like I'm, you know, Kiss at the end of the Howard the Duck. <laughs> first appearance episode. <laughs> oh, dude. It was definitely a long time ago, and Radioactive Metal has definitely been on the air. One of the original podcasts, I have to say. And, and I, I listen to some other podcasts, and there's this one celebrity podcast, which I'm not going to use the name and all that. But he was he's this guy's been doing a podcast now for five years or so, maybe six, seven, seven years. And he called himself one of the pioneers of podcasting. In five years? In five, like five, six, seven years ago. It was does, less than ten. Does he know how long podcasting's been going <laughs> on? Obviously not. Because the problem with all these celebrity podcasts... Okay, and I'm preaching to the converted here because all of our listeners know this. They don't care. They don't care about the fine art of podcasting. They just, they're celebrities, and can we monetize this? Because trust me, if all these celebrities that we all, and we all listen to their podcasts, and we probably shouldn't, if they weren't, if they weren't able to monetize it somehow, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be getting together like you and I get together, because we have the love of the game. Well... And that's always in the back of my head when these when these celebrities do this. I, I think there's a couple that still would, but the number that still would is way less than no, the number that it's, wouldn't. It's ninety ten. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know if it's if it's that many because because they're the only one I can think of that would probably still be doing it would be Joe Rogan, who is arguably one of the largest, most mm -hmm. recognizable names in podcasting right now, but. Okay. He, when he started doing it, it literally, it started just like we did it. He got together with, with a bunch of guys, would piss it up, and they just put it up for fun. They had no idea, you know, what they were doing. And then, you know, he started, oh, let me talk to this person. Let me talk to this person. And then it just grew into what it is it today. It just kind of went on. Well, that's, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm always fascinated because... I think I started listening to podcasts shortly after they started somewhere between 2006 and 2008. 
Yeah, um, that's when I it was 2006 when my first co-host he came up and said, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" Well, what's a podcast? Like what? Yeah, oh, yeah it was brand <laughs> so, new. You know, it was. Like, it was. Nobody really knew anything about it. And then mm-hmm. the thing is, podcasting at its core is pirate radio. It is. Yeah. You know, it it it's not regulated. You can't stop it. You can't. You know, oh, you can't say that you here. You can't say that. Fuck you. I'll yeah. say whatever the fuck I want on my show. Exactly, man. It's pirate radio. And I, and I think that's what get lost lost when people start focusing on monetization. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, you know, it, we'll pull back the curtain here. Um, we talk about True Cult Coffee all the time. They don't pay us to. We yeah, love them. I I can't can check. I don't even remember checking the last time when any money from them went into our account. I, I, don't, oh, I don't care. It's, I don't it's care. a couple we years like, ago. Yeah, and we, we even like talked it. about it. And it's like, oh, you know, maybe I need to say, I'm like, no, like, no we're good. Don't yeah. worry about it. Because we just, we love those guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we met them because of former co host Kareen. You know, she found out and. Um, I started chatting with Confibino Calta when he came um, on vacation. We met up when he was through here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like these are people that we have just met, become friends with, and we're going to talk about it. Because, it, it, you know, as I say all the time, like, I don't drink coffee, but I believe in the product. And I believe in all the creativity and the art that's going on. You know, there's so much more to, to what's going on there. So it's just, you know, like, we're we're going to talk about, we're going to promote the things that we love and just keep trying to put that out in the world, you know? For sure, so, for sure. Yeah, fuck the rest yeah. of it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what we love, obviously, is some good music. So for Mr. Tom Lorenzo, happy birthday, my friend. This is the Mighty Blood Feast from the future state of Wicked Record. This is I-N-R-I.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. From their severely, severely underrated record, Waking the Jester, that was the mighty Harlequin with hell or high water. Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Harlequin is one of those bands, dude, that, okay, that they they have a normie audience for the most part. Guys like me seep in there every once in a while. But for, for the most part, they're a normie audience, and it's all about the um, nostalgia. Because everyone that goes to Harlequin shows now are like old ass people, the gray hair, and like like people older than us, and they're only there to hear the old hits. All of these great AOR bands and all that, they're still making killer material. Nobody cares about the new stuff, though. And longtime listeners of the show knows just how that just that just gnaws me. Oh, it gnaws at you. It's out of me. So I wanted to throw a quote-unquote new Harlequin song. But going back to tonight's topic, this song is probably seven, ten years old. But that's the new stuff. And no, no, no one cares about the new stuff. But, hey, Radioactive Metal and all of our listeners, we're connoisseurs. I firmly believe that. So that's why in case anyone's wondering like why are you dropping that track it's like on principle on principle and i know all of our listeners enjoyed that for sure um it's time for the metal fix my friend what you got all right so mike watt remember mike watt for the Minutemen, and um obviously um mike watt and the missing men fire hose those kind of things mm-hmm all right, punk rock bassist, SST Records, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, of course. Um, big fan. I follow him on social media, and some company out there um, decided to make a hot sauce, and so they they put his face on it. And I mean, it's you know, it's what he suggested, and they call it Watt Sauce. Um, <laughs> and so I have a bottle of that downstairs. I'll be posting a picture when this episode drops. Um, I haven't tried it yet. And it's funny because I actually got some uh, Mexican food tonight. I'm like, oh, I probably could go with that. But what I got was so good. I'm like, nah, I don't need to put anything on it. So maybe next time I make tacos at home, I'll do that. Um, Dave Mustaine, Rust in Peace book. Do you remember when this book came out? I think it was sometime last year. I haven't listened. I haven't listened. I haven't. I, ha- I haven't read it yet. But yes, I remember it. Well, I happened to be at an actual physical bookstore. Came across it. I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm like, okay, I'll pick this up. I really enjoy the way that it's written because it is like they basically put a time period or an event or something, and then you just have everybody giving their story of it. So this had to take a lot of work to put together because they probably just said, well, hey, tell me about when this happened. And then they had to basically like transcribe and put everybody's thoughts in there. Like the one thought is, um, who's the drummer before Nick Menza? Gar Samson. No, no, but in between those two. Oh, um, Bueller, Chuck. Chuck yeah, Bueller. yeah, Chuck Bueller. Yeah. God, I can't remember. I remember all this shit. 
I, dude, I thankfully what, you do. You know, what, but so what I did at work today, forget yeah. it. No idea. Okay. Oh yeah, likewise. <laughs> but, but Megadeth's second drummer thirty years ago, no problem. because well, it's important. <laughs> it's important. But, you know. So um, it, they had this great exchange in there where they're like, well, you know, Chuck started not showing up for sound check, and that's when Nick filled in. And then there's another thing. Chuck's like, I never miss a sound check. It's just great, all the things that go on there. And, and, and I love the fact that nobody's trying to be like, no, no, Chuck, you know, you're wrong. It's, it's none of that. It's just everybody's side of the story is in there and you can just kind of figure it out for yourself. So I really dig that. Um, but so, yeah, I, I honestly recommend it. I've been reading it a little bit here and there. It's been a good time. Um, also this week I put on dealing with it, thinking of you. Oh, right um, on. I wanted to go through the DRI catalog because in about a month's time, I'll be seeing them a little over a month. Right on. Oh, so I was listening to Dealing With It. I listened to a little crossover. And, uh, of course, I put on my favorite album, uh, Thrash Hard. Or no, is it Thrash Zone? Uh, Thrash Zone. Thrash Zone, yeah. yeah. Um, in the pit, in the pit, in the pit, in the pit, in the pit. And then last but not least... <laughs> Um, this past week, my kids are, my kids are getting ready to go back to school. By the time this airs, they'll be in school for a week. But, um, this week I had taken off a Wednesday and so we went out to the aquarium here and the comic book shop and the record store. Cause I asked where they all wanted to go and they wanted to go to the comic book shop and the record store. So I am raising my children right. And that made me happy. And um, flipping through vinyl, looking for stuff. Dude, I came across on vinyl the soundtrack to Godzilla vs. Destoroyah. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. I had never seen this before. I just saw Godzilla for the art. I'm like, whoa, what's this? And so, of course, I picked it up. I, I And on the back, it actually looks like an oxygen destroyer bomb and i'm just looking at all this stuff here i'm like okay i um i'm picking this up and i was waiting till now to open it up um the inside is awesome and this is like the 1995 fire godzilla right so it it, this is all just like normal art kind of of stuff that that we have here um i guess the best way for me to put what in the world is this <laughs> I don't know. Huh, that's very interesting what's going on there. Um, is this supposed to be wait a second. I'm starting to oh, I, I wonder if that is the um anti theft device is stuck in there. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, but this this album art is just amazing. Like it's a big gatefold album. And I love the, oh, oh, I just grabbed the vinyl because I was, I was going to say like, oh, I love the way that it gatefolds and it keeps the album protected. When I, when I picked up the record, side A is Godzilla's eye. Ah. Oh, this is so cool. Oh my, oh, you should see this vinyl, dude. All right, I got to post pictures of this. Yes, please. This is like a blue, not splatter, but like marbled, we'll say. So it's it's a deep blue, but then there's a little light, light blue, a little little black. 
basically like a, like a marble countertop, but you know, blue vinyl. I, dude, I love stuff like this. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I, I mean, like, like I've, you know, I mean, we've, we said before, like the, the art is what we get out of this. And was it, man, was it you or was it somewhere else where I saw somebody was talking about like buying a CD or an album and they're like, listen, if you buy a CD or an album, you're getting two great pieces of art. You're getting the album cover and the music. Oh, definitely. I'm like, oh, I'm like, whoever's saying that, they're they're like, you know, um, on our same same wavelength because that's what we say all the time. Like that's that's what makes albums great because you're you're buying a piece of art, you know, in more ways Mm -hmm. than one. But that's all I got this week, man. What's going on with you? Uh, myself, I know, like, yourself and a number of our co-hosts over the years, like, whenever I've said, I don't really have much in the way of a metal fix and all that, you guys kind of like to rib me by saying, okay, every time Snowy says this, let's get comfortable and all that. Oh, but, yeah. But every truly, time. truly, I don't. Like, this, th- this time round, I've just got a couple cool records that came across my desk that I want to get out there and share with everyone but before we get to that our regular listeners will be like dude what happened to your mandatory metal section you know like what the fuck what's going on here well we're going to kind of merge that with um tonight's metal fix in order to pay tribute to our good friends that were having a birth that are kind of having a birthday today so we're kind of going to do this a little bit different and just kind of kind of bring them together with the mandatory metal okay like i had a song picked out okay for our mandatory metal segment for true cobalt coffee as everyone hears me do every week okay something a little bit different that's sort of connected but not to our mandatory metal segment Okay. Well, I'm at work. When when I'm at work, okay, I really only have access to terrestrial corporate radio. Just with my work environment, I can't use my phone, I can't use the internet and all that. All I have is this old broken down ghetto blaster that the only thing works on it is the radio. And for you know, okay, it that's sucks, but I make the best of it. The rock station that I like to listen to, like, it's a corporate rock station, okay, but, you know, mainstream, but every once in a while, you know, I I hear some Motorhead, some 80s Metallica, some Megadeth or whatever, some Ramones, some Motorhead, like, that kind of helps me through my day. Earlier this week, about three days ago, okay, Wednesday as we speak, Mr. Corporate DJ Man said, starting today at 5 o'clock, and we'll do this every weekday at 5 o'clock to help you end your workday, to help you on your way home, blah, 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 you know, typical, typical, you know, radio patter, okay? They've introduced their idea of a mandatory metal. And this, I was kind of, okay, 
let's see what they do with this because with corporate radio like they have their playlist you know they have their their um their heavy rotation their medium and their light and like the metal in their rotation is the same five six metallica songs the, the same Three Iron Maiden song, the same two Skid Row ballads from the first record, <laughs> the one, the, yeah. the one Motorhead song, the one Ramon song. And while I enjoy listening to these, I don't have much faith in these being mandatory metal, unlike on this show. Okay, because what what we throw out there obviously is mandatory because it's not just. Typical mainstream bullshit. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have an open mind. Let's see what Mister Rock and Roll Corporate DJ has to say with his mandatory metal. First night, okay. Pantera's Walk. That's pretty good. Not bad, not bad because I you don't hear much Pantera on. Winnipeg Radio. Okay, it shows there. Okay, it's Pantera's biggest song, and Pantera's a household metal name at least. Okay, but not not bad. The next day. Okay, well we're gonna go back to 1980. We're gonna we're 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 gonna go back to the 80s. Judas Priest. Uh, okay, this is where I start to get a little skeptical and a little nervous because. The only priest that this station plays is you've got another thing coming, living after midnight and breaking the law. Okay. Yep. That's it. That's what and I would while guess. I, I, I love those songs, but it's standard. Well, he's like, well, okay, we're going to go back to the 80s. The Judas Priest record screaming for vengeance. I'm like, you fuck you if you say you've got another thing coming i'm firing this ghetto blaster across the warehouse no the title track screaming for vengeance wow oh okay <laughs> this is good just a few hours ago as we're speaking friday night mandatory metal five o'clock how about some slayer Okay, sounds good. What you got, Mr. Corporate Rock DJ? Their cover of Inagana De Vida. Uh, no, although I would have been happy with that. Raining Blood. I can't believe that. Oh, I was floored. That's I amazing. Floored. That is fantastic. Raining, okay, now for our brutal death metal cavalt. Well, that's pussy stuff. Yeah, it is compared to brutal death and black metal and all that. But we're talking four o'clock in the afternoon, the mainstream radio. Raining Blood by Slayer is the best song that that station has ever played. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I tried to work. I, I tried to continue my work and all that while this song was playing because when they announced, you know, it's time for the mandatory metal. Okay. I'm going to stop and I'll listen. They announced the song. Okay. I'm going to try to work while I'm listening. 
no, can't do it. I just, every, everything stops and my head bobs. I, I got some of my coworkers looking at me like, what? What, what the fuck, you know? Dude, shut up. Okay, like, <laughs> like this is this this is rock and roll history to me at least. I am not doing anything for three and a half minutes. So you go about your business, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to revel in this. So that was definitely I had to say horns up to ninety two City FM, my local corporate rock station. That, that that was absolutely fantastic. So, so far, you guys. And I think, think I've done enough and been around enough to say this. But, and I'm doing the, uh, the fingers to the eyes, the I'm watching you. <laughs> okay, I'm doing that to them right now. I'm watching you guys. But you're three for three so far. You're batting a thousand. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Here on Radioactive Metal, when it comes to mandatory metal, we are going to do one better, though. New records across my desk, courtesy of Rock of Angels Records, basically Roar Records. They're, they've picked up the new Gravedigger record, Symbol of Eternity. Like, I was like... Wow, okay, this is fantastic. I'm glad to see, you know, Roar doing all, you know, you know, like it's fucking Gravedigger, man. Go back to they one of those bands when I went metal full time with the heavy metal breakdown record. So it's so cool to see Gravedigger still doing it. And congrats to Rock of Angels for picking them up. The Symbol of Eternity record drops August 26th, I believe right now available courtesy of Pure Steel Records, the cool trad metal band Resistance, their latest record Skulls of My Enemy is now available. That came across my desk. I gave that a spin. It's like, ha ha. I got to get these records out there. This is absolutely fantastic. So without further ado, this is the mighty Gravedigger from the aforementioned Symbol of Eternity. This is King of Kings.
from the aforementioned skulls of my enemy record that is resistance available now on pure steel records that is valhalla has closed its doors great stuff great stuff and it's not just it's not just those two records i've had a number of records this last couple weeks come across my desk and it just it just i don't know every once in a while dude we probably have to just do a show where we just get all of these records out and just just do a music episode and just kick back and have a couple drinks and just play tunes and just and just just hang and just hang unfortunately though that is not this week because um, not only do we have a pretty kick-ass topic to talk about, as we've hinted throughout this show, but there is some stuff that's kind of caught our attention, kind of good, bad, or indifferent, kind of um, made us sit up and say, okay, what's going on here? Okay, so what was here was an incoherent rant and ramble about what happened with, like, TikTok and Metallica. And I never delete things, but it really, it was all over the place. It was 30 minutes of nonsense. And I, it it doesn't move the needle forward, right? It does not get us any forward to having resolution, lack of conflict, all sorts of things. And I'll tell you, I'm not defending Metallica, right? So if you go out and you look for the Metallica TikTok and find it and watch it, I encourage you to watch all of the TikTok videos, or or at least more than the Metallica. There's one for Demi Lovato. There's one for Selena Gomez. Both are artists I'm familiar with, and that's why I watch those particular videos. And when I watch those videos and, and the Metallica video, I see something that I haven't seen in a long time. And that is the sensationalism, the whipping the crowd into a frenzy of the evangelical preachers of the 80s when they were talking about how evil heavy metal is, how evil rock and roll is, the dangers, the devil and all these sort of things. And, you know, getting people to hate other people because they're the heathens. And and, you know, if you were the religious, whatever, you know, you're you're better than them. Uh, you know, by following them and sending them your money, of course, that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm not saying that there weren't good points made. I'm not saying that. It's the way that it's done. It's the it's the underlying message that I had a problem with. Um, because, you know, people say what they say. That, that's that's that. I, I, I'm not I'm not going to address that. Um, I would love to believe that they're not true. But, you know, there's things you see, you're like, oh, okay, wow. Um, And, you know, Snowy and I on this show have had those kind of moments before where we're just like, oh, okay, that's cringeworthy. But everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says stupid things, right? And hopefully that's what this was. If it's not, then hopefully that comes out too, right? Um, But the person that's doing these, these videos, they're really really self-righteous and hate-filled. There's a lot of venom behind it. And what bothers me about that is if you're fighting hate with hate, that's like putting out a fire with more fire, right? It's not moving the needle forward. So 
you know, that's that's really my, my point. You know, if, if you guys, I, I'm not going to talk about who it was or anything like that. You want to know, go Google it. Um, because it's really, it's not the kind of stuff I want to put out in the world. And that's one of the reasons that I... You know, I'm just like, no, nah, let's get rid of this rant because it doesn't do anything, right? Don't don't promote what you hate. Promote what's great, right? Talk about things that promote change. Talk about things that are good in the world. Um, talk about ways to make things better, right? If we're going to address something that's bad, we can't just address it as bad and then say that, oh, well, that's bad. Those people are evil. Well, if that's the case, then nobody can ever change, grow, or anything. And we've got to provide opportunities for people to grow, change, and move forward. So, yeah, that's my rant, right? Or my thing there, you know, shorten it up a lot from what it was. But we've got to do the right things, acknowledge mistakes, move forward, and really make the effort to make this world a better place. That's all. Horns up, everybody. Thank you. Way too much time, but we're yeah, going to get into what was supposed to be like the crux of tonight's conversation. So I'm going to put the i the uh, the other idea aside. We'll we'll save it for when we have a guest on or whatever. But how many times, dude? Okay, do you and how 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 do I say it? When you see something or hear something and it just seems like, oh, yeah, that just came up. I, yeah, I remember that. That was just that was quote unquote. And I do this all the time. That was just a couple years ago. And I'm doing the air, the air quotes with every word that I just said. Meanwhile, that couple years ago, more air quotes was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's just because I guess it's just as Gen X, that's just where we are. Because like the generation before us, the boomers, they're old now. So everything happened a hell of a long time ago. Okay. Our, the generation before, uh, after us, the millennials, they're still relatively new. So everything to them is new. We are in kind of that sweet spot where things that are old don't seem that old to us. Okay, because that's just kind of where we are. And this hit me like a ton of bricks when something came across my timeline the other day that and we all know black sabbath we all know the sabbath story ozzy is the original singer yeah replaced replaced by dio okay ronnie james dio which mob rules heavens heaven and hell this might be blasphemy to a lot of our older listeners but those are my favorite sabbath albums Okay. Number three record for me is Born Again, the first record with Ian Gillen, the, the one and only. Now, that 
that's the new Sabbath. Okay, because Ozzy is the classic Sabbath. James Ronnie James Dio, like I think that's the cutoff point when Gillen joined to be the new Sabbath. This year, as we speak, born again, 39 years old. Wow. <laughs> when that when that hit me, I was just whoosh. It's like, really? Like I, I that just seems like just just a couple years ago because yeah. that's the new sabbath oz is the old sabbath ronnie james dio is the in between gillen tony martin and forward that's new sabbath oh wow so that's when i said oh, okay you know what aaron and i we have to sit down and we 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 have to go over this well it's like raging against the machine to me, I don't feel like they're more than 10 years old, but their first album came out 30 years ago. 30 years ago, 1992, I yeah. want to say. That's, yeah. th that's 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and, when you think about it. And I okay, saw them and, on Lollapalooza in 92, 30 years ago, and it does not feel like 30 years ago. Definitely not. Definitely not, because it's just, because, okay, when I'm, like when I like once again when when I'm at work and I listen to the radio, I don't want to hear any of the news stuff. Okay, like I I obviously I love new metal, not NU, although I do like some of that. I like NEW metal and hardcore and punk and all that. I'm sorry, I have I don't care about today's modern rock or today's modern pop. Like it just it does nothing for me. And that goes back to the 90s. Like, when I hear something from the Red Hot Chili Peppers post the Mother's Milk record, that's the new shit. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's 30 years ago. Yeah. And I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That's, that's the new stuff. I really, I really don't care about that. Even Stadium Arcadium is older than we think. And I can't remember if that's the record that um, Dave Navarro oh, played on. I, me, I, I have no idea now. I I don't know. I after Blood Sugar, I just zoned right out. No, no. Um, Slipknot. Okay, new band and you. Okay, but also N E W. Yes, definitely N E W. Okay, um, their first record, 1999, <sighs> 23 years ago now. Slipknot has been with us for 23 years. Wow. <laughs> has it seemed that long? Nirvana's Nevermind, which basically, okay, like, yeah, Nirvana was, they had the, the Silver album, and it was the Metalheads, and I will say this more than once, but it was Metal it was metal fans that put Alice in Chains on the map, because we discovered the Facelift record first, a good year before Kirk stumbled into band practice and said, hey guys, check out this riff. Thus, 
Teen Spirit was born 1991. 31 years ago. That that's that's new shit. Like that's the new stuff. And it's 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 31 years ago. Anyway, it's only wow. 31? Yeah. Okay, well, so then that means that Kurt Cobain has almost been dead almost 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like he's he, been dead, not almost been dead, but I'm phrase that know. sentence terribly, but he's right. been dead almost 30 years. Almost 30 years, yeah. And that's crazy because it feels like it, that's only been 10 years, you know? Right, right. Do you remember where you were when you heard Kurt Cobain had passed away do you remember no. where you were no i i no. remember hearing about it I remember thinking it was a tragedy but i've also i've i've been forever being conflicted because i i do blame him for a lot of bad uh, music okay you know and that that's a whole other story that's um, a whole other thing yeah you know i remember we were in our very first apartment little snowy was just just an infant and it came on the radio and both Mrs. Snowy and I, we were like, what? Because when they announced, when they announced it, all Mr. Radio Man said was there was a corpse found in Kurt Cobain's apartment. And we were glued to the radio all night until they finally announced, like hours later, that it was indeed Kurt, Kurt Cobain. You know, it's just like because this was pre-internet. Yeah, you know, like it, things took a while. There wasn't that instant boom and all that. Yeah, so like 30, 31 years ago, this year, two thousand and four, was when um, Dimebag Daryl was murdered. How long ago does that seem to you? Like yesterday. Like like yesterday because. We're we're talking a couple episodes ago. We were talking about yeah. the Pantera reunion, and yeah, you know, it's just Pantera is such a big politics aside, social issues aside. Pantera is a big part of the metal community to this day. So you wouldn't think that the Dimebag murder was eighteen years ago. Like, wow, really? And I remember where I was. I had to read about it in the newspaper as I'm going to work. It's 7 in the morning. I stopped to get a Slurpee back when I was drinking that shit and all that. And I grabbed a newspaper to read on the bus. And right there at the top headline, you know, above the banner and all that, that Dimebag had been shot. Heavy metal musician Dime Dimebag has been shot. It's like what? Holy shit! Yeah. So I'll never forget where I was. Like I was on the bus, just outside of Seven Eleven, on my way to work when, when Dimebag, when it was announced. I was working the late shift, and my clock radio went off, and I that is what I woke up to. The first thing I heard when I woke up that day was the dime bag had been shot. Wow. And I was so groggy. I was like, what? And yeah, I hit the alarm off and I, I'm like, no, what? And then 
it wasn't until later that day I was having a conversation with somebody about music, and all of a sudden, like, it hit me what I heard. I'm like, no, I, I had to have dreamt that. And I had I immediately went and Googled it, you know. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then my coworker's like, well, what's this a big deal? I'm like, well, Dimebag Daryl's been shot. He's like, Dimebag? His name's Dimebag? What kind of scumbag <laughs> is this? That's not a productive member of society. Like, whatever. Yeah. Why are you even worried, like, mourning his death? I'm like, oh, God, you, you like. You have no idea. Yeah, you have no idea what's going on here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Pantera, okay. Yeah. Re- reinventing the Steel, their last studio record. Okay. How long ago would you say that was? Not that long. I honestly but. thought the Great Southern Trend Kill was the last one. No, no, that that goes back a little further. Okay, so so I've definitely <laughs> got those reversed. <laughs> so then reinventing the steel, ninety nine or is it two thousand one? Dude, horns up, two thousand. Ah, okay, so I I was I was close. You were pretty good. 22 22 years ago was the last studio pantera record when we had like when we all had positive opinions about pantera when we had the avid brothers with us okay that was the last record 22 years ago and it definitely doesn't seem that long ago heavy metal in general in the year 2000, 22 years ago, okay, that gave us the birth of the bands As I Lie Dying, okay, The Darkness, Mastodon, and Steel Panther. Wow. 22 years ago. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, these are new bands. Wow. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe maybe just we're old and like our younger listeners are chucking shit at their iPods right now, laughing at us, you you old men, you know. It it just it doesn't seem like that long ago. No, it doesn't. Well you and you know what's funny is like I I I like that you brought up the thing about like, you know, and maybe it's our age, you know, saying the younger listeners thing. Cause I remember when I was a kid listening to back in black. So back in black comes out in 1980 and it's like 86, 87. I'm still listening to it all the time. And somebody's like, why are you listening to that record? It's so old. What? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm listening to it. Cause it's awesome. Like, this is a fantastic for record. starters, yeah. And and like I forgot, like you always have the people that, and, and it's it's like that pop music mentality. Oh well, no, that was last year. You know, and it's like, oh, that's so last year. And people people like say that like as a joke now, but there are people that were like, no, 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 I I can't listen to that. That's oh, that's old. No, that that's not a hit anymore. I'm like, well, but is it a good song? It, regardless, yes. Yeah. So, yeah like I I, I don't I, understand. I, I the the how disposable music is to some people like the oh, song definitely. all about that bass by Megan Trainer. Um, oh, that's know. who does that song, huh? Yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. Does that song. yeah. It, I it's a great song. It's a great song. Okay. It's fun. It, there's a 
there's a positive message in it. Like it's very body positive. And I'm like, wow, I, I really like this. And I don't know how old it is now, but I discovered it years after everybody else. Like, oh, that song is so old. And oh, yeah, when they say so, so old, old it's like two years old, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's just like, yeah. um, oh. but it's good. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I really struggle <clears throat> with, with, you know, people who are like, oh, well, no, you can't listen to that now. Like, why not? It's good. Like, why I, not? Yeah. Fucking give, give me 1970 Deep Purple over most of the stuff today. Like, Dude, speaking of Deep Purple, I sat down just this week to learn the outro guitar solo of Since You've Been Gone by Rainbow. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know if, if, if you know the solo. Like, I've always loved that solo because it, it's... Because, you know, they have a huge chorus that Since You've Been Gone, Since You've Been Gone. And it's when they go, Ever since you've been gone. And it's, the voices are kind of fading and there's that silence. And then the way the guitar comes in, that... Just this insanely smooth set of notes that I could never figure out. And my guitar teacher helped me figure it out and we slowed it down. I'm like, wow. It's, it is some of the simplest, most brilliant use of a handful of notes. I think I've ever seen. It's, it's simple. in the fact that it's like three or four notes, Right. Right. It is insanely complex that unless you have that guy's ear, talent, and feel, you are not going to sound like it. And um, I was going through looking for like live covers because I wanted to see somebody play it. And the only person I saw that even got close was, um, and of course this makes sense, Brian May of Queen. Ah. You know, so essentially it mm-hmm. takes an astrophysicist to be able to play it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Richie um, Blackmore, damn. Damn, geez, what a guitarist. One of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The year 2000, okay, Iron Maiden's Brave New World, which that was, okay, was that not the comeback record? That was the first I... record wow. with, with Bruce Dickinson, okay? Probably. That's the new Maiden, the N-E-W. That's the news stuff. That's the stuff Maiden fans, at least up around here, like connoisseurs like you and I, like that's the shit we want to see because we know new Maiden is awesome. Well, yeah, I want to see all of it. Like oh, I, sure. I would love for to sure. see Sinjutsu right now. Oh, for sure, for sure. But Joe and Jane Average Maiden fan from the 80s, they oh, don't want yeah. anything. They but, don't want anything. I, I say, we're, we're lucky if the 80s Maiden fans will let Seven Sun in there. Right. <laughs> um, you know, like most of them are probably going to stop at um, somewhere in time if we're lucky. Uh, but mm. the majority, you know, and I mean, I, rightly so. But I think for most of the, you know, 80s Maiden fans, it's live after death. Like if it's not that set list, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. No, and for sure. while I would love to see that exact album performed live, 
I, you know, I told you my first Maiden concert was the new material Maiden concerts. And I, there were so many songs I did not know and it didn't matter because they're great songwriters. So you get there and you can sing them. You know, there's hooks. There's all this stuff that's going on. Like, I, uh, I don't know. Like, Iron Maiden's never going to get enough accolades for me. Um, they're just, they're a fantastic band. And new stuff, old stuff, just bring it. Just keep putting out great material so I can keep seeing it. You know? Snowy, did I lose you? No, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you you kind of bounce bounce bounced oh, in and out there gone, dude sorry yeah 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 well on. we're on the other side of the continent yeah yeah so yeah 2000 brave new world new maiden 22 years ago where were you when you heard that we lost warren's janie lane because this was actually kind of surprising because it he seemed relatively young I honestly don't know. And I feel like that was only a handful of years ago. Well, it was 11 years ago. 2011. Okay. So that one actually does feel like 10 years, and that's right. So that's kind of... Yeah. I, I th- you know, I've actually had a conversation with Jane Average, okay, about Warrant and all that, because she's like, yeah, I remember. I know about metal and all that. Yeah, I listened to Poison and Warrant and all that. First of all, um, yeah, Warren is the guy's dead. Oh, I didn't hear that. Well, because <laughs> you're not, you're you're <sighs> not with it as much as you think you are. Yeah. Okay, and he actually passed away like eleven years ago. It just doesn't seem that long ago. And I remember reporting it on this show doing the dedication and what a surprise it was and and just all that it was just wow you know that 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 was because no one was seeing that because i'm not at lane's house like i i don't know what he's doing you know and i don't know if i want to hang out with janie lane for too long you know i will like one night great so wait a second i and now you're saying this i'm like i I think I had him confused with somebody else. Like, wow. Because <laughs> oh, okay. uh, now I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. It's like, I know you're, you're saying, but like, I don't know if I even, and I mean, obviously I know he's the singer of war. Cause I was just thinking about like uncle Tom's cabin and the cherry pie album and that sort of stuff this week. Right. Um, wow. No, yeah, I know. Hey, eh? Wow. Okay. It it definitely doesn't seem that that long ago. I just think that they're I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, dude. I I I I I'm putting on my tinfoil hat because I am starting to <laughs> think that there is a major conspiracy going on. <clears throat> <laughs> just just to mess with us. Yeah, yes. Well, yes. I, I obviously it's bigger than just Janie Lane. But, you know, um, just, just fuck, dude. Right, you know. right. One of the big news events this past couple of weeks, not, not quite as big as some weird TikToker, 
Okay, but they have announced Relapse Record is going to be putting out, and I got it here, in September 23rd, a new Razor album. This isn't a greatest hits. It's not a live. It's not a compilation. Brand new Razor material. Okay. Cir- Cycle of Contempt. And I like what they're doing. Like Anvil did that for many years with their alliteration and all that. And the first thing I saw that is like, yeah, they're paying homage to our good buddy Lips. Okay. this that, That's fantastic. That made me think though it's been a hell of a long time since we actually had another razor record like how many years in in between well the record before that was the record decibels or disciples for for our long time listeners hello kareen we love you come back anytime you want our our former co-hostess the decibels record 1997 it's been 25 years since we had new razor material wow and it's just really and like this is a band that i i have such a history with because when I first went metal full time, you know, in 84, 85, their debut record came out and seen them live and different variations of them. And I've got their, uh, the, the old Warren music record label, you know, the, which I was affiliated with. We reissued some of their older records on vinyl. I guess I just took it for granted, but 25 fucking years since the last razor record it's like wow i bring it on bring it on i am so stoked for a new razor record and finally it's just about time to bring this crazy train into the station we're probably gonna have to forego some of this stuff but um we would definitely be remiss if we didn't mention our good buds from Kirithungal. Okay, their first record, Frost and Fire, okay, came out 1981, I want to say. But it really wasn't until a little later on... um, the King of the Dead records, okay, in 1984, when the metal world kind of stood up and took notice of Ungall. And we've had them on the show, okay, a couple years ago with their record um, Forever Black. We had drummer Robert Garvin on. Great, great guy. It was a great interview radioactivemetal.org go out and check all of our past um, all of our past episodes over the years we've kind of taken Kirithon Gaul for granted okay okay first record 1981 they actually go back a couple years before that 
their debut demo tape. 1978. Wow. Wow. Kirith Ungal, back to 78? This is because, like, I I remember those days in, like, 84 when seeing, like, their second album, thinking, well, who's this great new band? Wow. Wow, (laughs) No, they actually go back. So, yeah, we're going to kind of bring this into the station. We're going to drop a track from... That amazing 1981 record, Frost and Fire. Let's go with the title track. This is the boys in Kirith Ungal with Frost and Fire.
Oh, okay. I know, dude, we've played a lot of Kirith Ungol the last couple years with the new record, and I know I've marked out and got a little nostalgic a couple episodes throughout there and all that, so I hope you don't mind that we did it one more time. I thought it was appropriate, but I know other listeners really dig, really dig the old stuff. Like, I know, like, our listeners, we... We have a good demographic from young to women to bitter old men like us and all that. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah. So we'll hopefully, we're introducing some of this "quote unquote" classic music to the next generation. If 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 we can do that, I can go to bed a happy man. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman. Um, radioactivemetal.org. All episodes, past, present, future, are out there. Pretty much, if you can find a podcast, you can find us. Um, I, I triple dog dare you to not find us on any podcast platform. Um, so, you know, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. We'll talk about Spotify one in a moment. We are on the Google stuff, we're on Spreaker and Stitcher and. A Donner and Blitzen on Comet on Cupid, you know all all that stuff. We're there, but um. So when we talk about things like so, like I talked about this Godzilla album today, which I am still looking at and mm-hmm. drooling over. I'm like, man, uh, um, I want one. Me, 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 me. I want one. Yeah, we 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 were trying to get better at putting the pictures out more timely, so it drops when the episode drops. So for example, today as we're recording is what's today the twelfth, August twelfth. Um, that means last week's episode, which I don't even remember what it was about. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's been a long week and I keep hoping somebody's going to push the button and stop this. Um, but I put up pictures today of the pedal I talked about last week, the Gojira pedal, mm-hmm. you know, so, right. so those, those are out there now. Um, so, you know, go check that stuff out and we're trying to, like I said, we're trying to get better at that. I'll be doing it this week when this episode drops. Um, but so, yeah. So then at red metal six, six, six on Instagram, uh, red metal six, six, six at gmail.com to send us a line, facebook.com slash rad metal. And then of course the shining wizards network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. You heard them at the top of the show that we're a proud member of that network. They have us, they have wrestling podcasts, just a whole host of great entertainment and content. And, um, because of them, we're a part of, uh, them on Spotify. So that's how you can find us on Spotify. Look for the shining wizards network. And I believe that's all of it, Snowy. I feel that's like it. That's it. Yeah. If you don't mind, we're gonna get we're gonna get on out of here because I leave from here as soon as I'm done. As soon as we're off the air, I'm running out into the Winnipeg wilderness because there's a fundraiser benefit show going on at Bulldogs. Of course, and our longtime listeners, our regular listeners will know what Bulldogs is. It's a really cool venue that our former co-host is Sky. She that's that's her baby. It's her building. And um there we're doing a benefit for a member of the local punk scene, Mr. Ratman. He's um there's Okay, now I'm trying to get the proper terminology here, but 
there's a threat of him being deported just because of legal mumbo jumbo and all that. So we're raising money to get the proper lawyer and the pop, the proper legal action to get the rat man to stay in Winnipeg because he's a great guy, a good friend of us, good, good friend of mine. I like to hang out with him and all that. We want the rat man to, um, to hang around here for as long as possible. Yeah. So we're doing a benefit tonight to get, his uh legal funds going so i'm on my way now i'm on my way dude but before we do let's get on out of here um 80s thrashers volcano they have a new record stone orange available now great great stuff great stuff i love i, I just love how like kira thungal and volcano and all of these great bands they're grave digger they're still doing it. They're still showing the youngins exactly how it's done. Great record. So let's go out with the first single from that record, Trigger of Violence. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Rock of Ages episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
Die, die for your pain 